Welcome to the Iron Self Podcast, where we jump into health, fitness, mindset, and becoming the best version of yourself. Today with your hosts, Mike and Kayla Minion. Hey guys, and welcome to today's podcast. Hello. Today we are going to be talking about physical activity. Sorry, I had to do that. I feel like the insert, like, let's get physical, physical. I just picture the old body break with Hal Johnson and Joanne McLeod. <laughs> body break. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so today we wanted to talk about physical activity, the importance of physical activity. What is physical activity? Why do I need to be physically active? Essentially, where do I start when I want to get active? And- where, where do we start on our journey towards movement? Okay, so what does the Canadian government say? Hey, Canadian government say adults should be doing 30 minutes of vigorous, moderate to vigorous physical activity five days a week. Five days a week. So that works out to 150 minutes, I think it was, per week of moderate to vigorous physical activity. Which is less than two hours. No, no, that's more than two hours. Kayla, numbers are bad. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Just two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. (laughs) For an entire week. Okay, so that's that's adults. So we'll get more into that in a second. But now for kids. Kids are inherently more active. They get lots of activity at school. But what do they say for kids? Kids should be doing 60 minutes of moderate to vigorous activity every single day. Lucky kids. So it says, and when you break it down, they say three days of vigorous, followed by three days of muscular strength and bone strengthening activity. So I'm going to touch more on that here in a little bit, because for kids, it's kind of one and the same. They say cardiovascular for three days and strength training for three days. The reality is when kids are doing their cardiovascular, it's generally not just running around a track that's completely flat with no resistance, right? Kids... Kids are on playgrounds, up and down stairs, up and down the slides. They're in the sand at school, which causes resistance in itself. So kids are actually doing resistance training when they're doing their cardio for the most part. And again, this is this is a broad statement, but for the most part, it is kind of like a hybrid training for kids. But I'll get, I'll get into more of that later. So let's talk a little bit about the moderate to vigorous activity because that is really the key statement in both of the recommendations from the federal government and... I mean, really, it's not just Canada specifically, it's the US, it's uh, Australia, pretty much all all uh, countries are recommending a very, very similar approach to physical activity. So moderate exercise means that your heart rate is pumping. 50 to 60% of your heart rate max is considered moderate. So usually I explain it like you can carry a conversation with someone, but you are slightly out of breath. Yeah, you're not, you, you can carry a conversation and you're not gasping for breath. So you'd be able to talk like we're talking. You might take a little bit of a deeper breath in between your sentences, but you're still not like gasping for air while you're trying to talk. That That's your moderate zone. Now your vigorous zone is going to be the gasping for air zone. <laughs> so vigorous is defined as 80 to 90% of your heart rate max. Now your heart rate max, for anybody who doesn't know, take the number 220 subtract your age from it and that is what they're going to consider your heart rate max that's the hardest you want to work so if you want to sit there with your hand on your pulse here do that for 30 seconds and times it by two that's what your resting heart rate is going to be 
If you're resting. If you're resting, <laughs> right? Or or if you take it right after exercise, then you know where kind of where you were in that zone. Or if you have one of these smart devices. The beautiful thing these days is we have all these smart devices. Everybody's got a smart watch. You can wear those chest straps while you do your workouts. If you do like Orange Theory Fitness, they, they have those chest straps on. So it tells you exactly what your heart rate is at throughout the entire duration of that workout, which is amazing technology these days because that'll tell you exactly where you want to be for that workout. Exactly. Now, there is a little bit of a myth here. So they'll say like, there's your fat burning zone, there's your cardiovascular <laughs> zone, and there's your endurance zone. So when I first got into physical activity, I didn't know a thing of what I was doing. And I didn't know how to use anything. So I would go to the gym and I would go on like the Stairmaster or the treadmill. The and they zone. have like the little things <laughs> that you grip onto. So it will tell you like your heart rate. And so I would make sure I wouldn't work harder than that fat burning zone so that I... Well, one, I wasn't really like sweating or really working very hard because the fat burning <laughs> zone is very low. Like 30% of your heart rate? Like, yeah, we're good. Um, but essentially what that means is that your body is burning more fat than carbohydrates at that, at that point in what I'm going to call the energy cycle in your body. Uh, but it doesn't mean that you're burning a ton of fat, if that makes sense. So the fat burning zone is kind of a myth. You're not burning a ton of fat in the fat burning zone. The, the fat burning zone is that your body, is once you're over, say, a 15-minute threshold of that heart rate, you're, you're basically, you're using fat as your energy system. So that means what you're consuming, what you're eating, is being used as far as fat goes. The, the fat is what's fueling that. It doesn't mean that you're shredding fat, you're burning all this fat off of you. All it's telling you is that you are currently using fat as your primary energy source. Does that make sense? That makes sense. So when we're looking at moderate to vigorous activity, you want to be in that, you know, uh, almost catching your breath a little bit to really strenuous activity for about 30 minutes, five days a week. Now that, that is, should be pretty easy to, to hit. Picture this. Okay, so moderate is going to be a walk at a very brisk pace. You're not just going on a casual jaunt. You're, you're walking and you're actually working for that walk. So your strides might be a little bit longer. You might be putting a bit more effort into swinging your arms as you're walking. It's it's a walk, but a little bit more. It could be, and it could be like a little bit more of a strenuous yoga class versus a yin yoga class. Yeah, 100%. So, so that is your, your moderate. Now, strenuous, you're, you're going to be working for it. So now, now we're going from a walk to a jog, and you're, you're actually putting some, some effort into it. Or instead of doing, you know, your, your classic yoga, you're doing like a hot yoga crazy. Or power yoga. Power yoga course, something like that. Or even it could just be a workout in the gym, right? It could There's, be a sport. Yeah, yeah. For, well, and this is great, right? If you're, it's great for the kids. It's easy for the kids. They get sports in school. They get to do that stuff. But as an adult, if you join a rec league, then your practices and your games are going to be when you're working, you're going to be in that anaerobic phase. So you're going to be working moderate to vigorous, moderate to vigorous. So now that we've kind of defined what is recommended now, I mean, if we always did what was the minimum recommendation, you're only <laughs> going to get the minimum result, if that makes sense. So most people should be aiming for a little bit more than the minimum, uh, but fit what fits into your life. So what we always say to our clients is, what are you willing to do? Yeah. So where, where do you want to start? Where are you willing to start? Now, if you're a person that defines yourself and the story that you tell yourself is, I don't lift weights, I'm not 
athletic, whatever the story is that you're telling yourself, then figure out what part of that story you are willing to identify with. So I like walking. I like whatever. Well, and I think I think that's a, a great place to start with this because it it really speaks volumes about the type of person you are to, to the story that you tell yourself. I don't like to do this. I don't like to do that. Right there, you're, you're very closed mindset. You're very fixed mindset there. What about the possibility of having more of that that open mindset, that thought process of growth where you can say, I'm willing to try this, exactly that, right? So so maybe it's not, I'm going to jump in and start playing soccer, borderline professional six days a week if you don't do anything already. Maybe it's, I'm willing to start taking my dog for a walk instead of putting it in the backyard. Maybe instead of driving down the street to, to get your mail, you're going to go for a walk to get that, or you're going to jump on your bike and go for a bike ride. Something that doesn't seem daunting and something that you're you're willing to try you're willing to enjoy taking the stairs at work parking at the back of the parking lot when you've got to go get groceries right it's it's the small things it doesn't have to be a huge change because the reality is if you try and throw a huge change right away there, there's a high possibility that you're either going to get injured because you've been sitting still for so long or you're going to get sick and tired of it right away and be like this isn't sustainable i'm not going to keep it up and so there's a couple of things with physical activity is that most people do physical activity for what I'm going to call weight maintenance, whether that be weight loss or to maintain a certain body composition. Now, physical activity is only going to optimize your genetics. Do I need to say that again? It's only you going say to say that again. Physical activity is only, only going to optimize your genetics, meaning that you're only going to get whatever the best is out of your genetic potential. It physical activity isn't going to be what makes or breaks your weight loss success. It is not the primary driver for weight loss or even weight maintenance. And that's a huge misconception. People think if I keep eating the exact same as I am now, which generally isn't that great if they're not paying attention to it and just work their asses off in the gym that they're gonna get thin. And the reality behind that is that you might increase your cardiovascular capability. You, you will get some of the benefits of those workouts, but without changing your diet, you're not gonna lose a ton of weight. You, you will get a bit of a body recomposition. You'll go up in a lot of the, the biomarkers for your health, but it's still not gonna change that body composition overall. Okay, so the biggest indicator that's going to help you on your weight loss journey outside of changing your nutrition is something called NEAT. Hmm. What is the acronym? It's an acronym, right? So non-exercise active thermogenesis. Wow, what does that mean, Mike? The, the little things you do in your day that burn calories. So if you're watching us on video, you'll notice we talk a lot with our hands. And I, I, I don't stop moving. I'm always kind of wiggling, moving, my feet are going, my hands are going. I'm burning calories. Woo! <laughs> it's fidgeting. It's all of those little things. And what you'll notice is, is if you take somebody's calories down and they start to go into a calorie deficit, they don't talk as much with their hands. They don't take as many breaths. Even their facial expressions aren't as animated, called, as vigorous, animated, right? If, if somebody is in a strict calorie deficit, they, they have that solemn look on their face and it, you think they look pissed off, but the chances are that they probably are because they're hungry. But also, they, they just their body doesn't have that extra energy for the movement. So non-active uh, exercise thermogenesis, said that backwards, but irregardless, <laughs> the NEAT is essentially what is it all the little things that you're doing that kind of add up. And it's a lot of it is things that you actually don't control. We don't honestly think about how much breathing we're doing. We don't think about how much we're moving our hands or how 
we, active we are while we're seated. Now, this doesn't come into play when we're talking about our physical activity guidelines. So you cannot just sit there and move your hands for 30 minutes and call it vigorous activity. I, I, I jiggled for 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get back to the physical activity guidelines because that's what this episode is all about. So finding enjoyment in your physical activity. So we talked a little bit about what do you define yourself as and what is the story that you're t telling yourself? Well, maybe you don't define yourself as a runner. Maybe you're like me and you're like, Meh. you know what? I'm more of a jogger. That's a soft jogger. In case you're wondering, <laughs> <laughs> we don't run. It's got the soft J. So I'm a jogger. So I define myself as a jogger and I'm willing to jog. Jeez. <laughs> I, on the other hand, love running. If, if I have something motivating me to run, absolutely love it. So I will go out gladly and go for a run. Uh, we just did the Spartan race a uh, couple weeks ago, and I, I could have done three of them. I loved it. So <clears throat> starting with where you're going to define yourself. So I'm going to give you an example of a client that I have. So this client and I, when we first started together, they said to me, I don't lift weights. I don't want to lift weights. I don't plan to lift weights. I don't like exercising. And I said, cool. What are you willing to do? Well, I have a dog, and I have to take my dog for a walk every day. I said, fabulous, we will start there. How long do you have to walk your dog for? Well, I walk my dog for 30 minutes. Fabulous. So we started walking the dog for 30 minutes every day. And then that person said to me, okay, well, I actually really enjoy walking my dog, but what else can I do? And I said, okay, well, now in on your dog walks, are there benches? Well, yeah. Okay, every time you see a bench, I want you to sit down and up on it 10 times like a squat, but it's sitting on a bench. And they said, okay, yeah, no problem, I can do that. And so we added in these little cues through the dog walk. And that progressed to, hey, so what is this yoga thing that you do? Oh, you know what, I might be interested in trying that. And then this person started doing yoga and not just my YouTube videos of yoga, but finding other YouTube videos of yoga that this person enjoyed. This person started to try Pilates. And we got to a point where it was like, oh, I didn't want to exercise, but now it's like, I crave that exercise. I crave that mobility. Oh my gosh, I want to do a handstand. Oh my gosh, I want to do a pull-up. I want to have this body strength that I didn't think I wanted to have. And we kept building on those little baby steps. And through that building, we actually found a place of, okay, now I'm willing to try high-intensity interval training. Now I'm willing to try a walk-jog combo. Now I'm willing to try jogging. Oh my gosh, if I go one day without my 20 to 30 minutes of physical activity, I miss it. <laughs> I'm just sitting over here with a giant smile on my face because it, it happens all the time. And, and people come in and they don't want to move. They, they want to get better at their nutrition. They want, they want a body recomposition. And then we, you know, we're sneaky. We start to like throw little bits of movement and it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Yeah, just go for a walk today. Take take your kids out to the park, have some fun, right? And then they're like, okay, yeah, we can do that. And yeah, it just, just kind of snowballs. And then they're like, holy crap, I actually really like moving. And and this is this is something like as humans, we we are meant to move. We're not supposed to sit still. These bodies, these beautiful things we have are made to move. So again, once you start into it, it it's a snowball effect. Well, it's kind of like that don't judge a book by its cover, right? So people look at Mike and I and they're like, oh my gosh, they like bodybuilding and lifting weights and blah, 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 blah. I don't think I could train with them because I don't like doing those things. Well, let's be honest. I don't expect you to be like me and I don't expect you to like the things that I like. If you, you do, great. 
if you do great, but I mean, you're a unique person and you need to like the things that you like. So if Zumba is your jam, do Zumba. If, you know, playing tennis is your jam, do that. But do what it is that brings you joy, that fills your cup. Start with that and build on it from there. I mean, variety is the spice of life. So just because maybe you don't enjoy one thing, you might enjoy another. Or maybe you really enjoy this one thing and a friend says, hey, you should also try this. Yeah. I mean, there's so many physically active things that you could do. Maybe you like hiking or biking or whatever it is. You do not have to be in an establishment like a gym to be physically active. And a beautiful thing about that is that just because you you don't like our cup of tea, like you maybe you're not a weightlifter, whatever, it doesn't matter. There is going to be a tribe of people that do the same thing you do, and then you get to make friends. That's like, called building community. <laughs> you get like if you're if you're out hiking, if you're out biking, if you're out doing active things with you don't even have to set the intention of meeting other people. Those people are already out there doing it, just like you are. And and it all it takes is that first step to be able to go out and put yourself out there and enjoy life. Go out and do stuff. And then you're going to meet other people to go out and do stuff too. It's a beautiful thing. I've actually never been on a hike and met somebody that was grumpy about being on a hike. Like everybody's <laughs> smiling. They all saying hi, like engaging. Whether or not you're making friends with them is irregardless. The point is, is that you're spreading that joy. So when you smile at somebody, that smile gets smiled back at you. You're sharing that joy. You're creating human connection. Now, and that, that's, that's a great place for what I wanted to talk about next was just the benefits of exercise, right? There, there's so many, there, there are countless benefits to exercise, but I mean, some, some of them that are easy to start with are like you, you have an improve, you, your mood improves. You're, you're generally in a better demeanor. Yeah, I, I actually say that my exercise is my happy place. So if I'm in a bad mood and I go do some physical activity, I can come back in a much better state. Um, or... Sometimes if she's in a bad mood, I just kick her out to the gym. I'm like, you you need this. Go. <laughs> just go. <laughs> or, or even like getting out into nature where like yeah. if I need like to clear my head a little bit, I'll take the dogs for a walk, whether that be a 10-minute walk or an hour-long walk just getting outside and moving, I come back and I just feel better. And for me, I'm a person that I have struggled with mental health for most of my life, that anxiety, the depression, um, even negative thought patterns, all of those kinds of things. PTSD falls in that realm too. If you, if you suffer from anxiety, depression, PTSD, active movement, it, it is such a good boost for your, like, it gives you happy endorphins. Yeah, your serotonin and dopamine all go up. So, I mean, the caveat to increasing mood and happiness is that it decreases anxiety and depression. It <laughs> decreases those negative feelings. So, so that this is, that, that alone should sell everybody on movement. I don't, I don't care where you do your movement. If you have ever struggled with depression, anxiety, Anything like that, which I'm going to say most of the population has at some point in their lives, get active. It's a beautiful thing. Well, and it also de decreases body soreness and body pain. So <laughs> if you don't know my story for getting into physical activity, I was not physically active in high school. Ask anybody um, that knew, knew me back then. But 
being in an in an accident and being mandated to get physically active what i found was that it is the only way that i don't suffer from chronic pain even now i can tell within three days of not doing physical activity and this doesn't even have to be weightlifting. this just means like if i'm Moving. like you know sick or whatever and laying up on the couch or i just don't feel like doing anything and i'm not moving my body starts to get stiff starts to get sore i start to develop pains in my body and so if i just get up and start moving that pain goes away and that is a beautiful thing motion is lotion for your body yeah, the, the lubrication you actually get from your joints just from putting it through more motion is is insane and and that's like your your bones and your joints you, you actually increase your bone density through resistance training which anybody over the age of 30 needs to be taking a calcium supplement to begin with because you start to lose bone density over the age of 30, male and female. So if you add resistance training in too, that's the only way to actually increase your bone density as you age. Increase and maintain. Yeah, so so right there in itself, if you wanna have more durable bones, if you wanna be, if you wanna be a- Strong going forward. Strong going forward, then, then you should be working out anyways, right? Physical activity increases your energy. Isn't that the weirdest thing? So most people go, oh, I'm just too tired to exercise. If you actually exercise, it gives you a boost in energy. So if you've had a long day at work and you're not a morning exerciser, which I know many people are not, I'm gonna get up before work and exercise. I mean, that's me, I do that. But <laughs> other people are not those people. Other people are like, I'd rather do it after work. If that is the case and you tell yourself, oh, I'm so tired, get a pre-workout in your system, go do a workout or go out for a walk, whatever it is. But if you become physically active, I promise you, promise that you will get more energy and you'll feel better, right? Well, and that, that's the funny one. It's almost like a lot of people that don't exercise, like it's counterintuitive to them because they're like, I'm, if I exercise, I'm going to be more tired. I'm going to be more sore. But the reality is you're going to be less tired and less sore. <laughs> so physical activity also helps with weight maintenance, body recomposition. It decreases your resting heart rate. That's huge. When your heart, as you get older, has to pump more blood to, to get things going in your body, when you can actually decrease that. It decreases your stress levels. It decreases the stress on your heart. So it puts you at a lower risk for cardiovascular disease as well. Well, and that really goes hand in hand with it increasing your HRV. Yeah, your heart rate variability, right? So this is how fast your heart recovers after a sympathetic nervous system arousal. So when, you're, when your heart rate spikes because of exercise, how fast you can actually get that heart rate back down is called heart rate variability. Well, and it Highs comes, and lows. comes with stress. Yeah, it increases your response to stress. So you actually deal with stress better. So again, your, your heart isn't working as hard because you can actually drop that heart rate right now. It's something that I teach all my hockey guys is breathing so that they can drop their heart rate. As soon as they hit the bench, bam, you're recovered. And you, you increase that resiliency within your body. You also decrease your breathing rate. So if you, if you exercise often, your, your respiratory rate comes down to a lower level. So when we're breathing less, we're actually breathing more efficiently. So each breath is actually saving the, the energy expenditure that you would be if you're breathing super heavy. To, to fill your lungs, you actually get more out of every breath. So you're increasing blood flow, you're increasing your uptake of antioxidants, and you're decreasing your signs of aging in your body, whether that be physically within your own skin, features, those kinds of things, but also internally in your organs and all of those were decreasing the aging that's taking place. And a lot of that is related to stress within the body. So having those antioxidants going through, increasing the HRV, the resilience in the body, 
you are actually allowing your body to recover more and decrease those signs of aging. Body's recoverability is huge. Being able to actually rest and reset and get that recovery into a body is so important because if you're not physically active and you go out and you do anything that's what we'll call vigorous strenuous, like if you're doing something really strenuous, then you try and recover from that. Sometimes it takes a week or two and you just, you feel like you got your ass kicked. Whereas if you, if you get more used to it, your body gets better at recovering and then it actually builds resiliency like Kayla was saying. So you can increase your life expectancy simply by moving more. And it doesn't have to be crazy movement. You can decrease your blood pressure, decrease your risk of diseases. Yeah. Like, I mean, one of the big things right now is metabolic syndrome going forward um, into older age, right? We get that visceral fat that really surrounds the midsection, surrounding your vital organs. And that really puts you at risk of metabolic disease. And metabolic disease is like your cardiovascular disease, your diabetes, like there's so many other things that play a role in metabolic disease. And you can prevent that simply by moving more and eating better. My favorite one still is strength. <laughs> um, those muscles. <laughs> you can also increase your quality of sleep and your ability to relax. So if you know somebody that's super high strung all the time, if they were just to get physically active, you might notice that they tend to be a little bit more mellow. They tend to relax a little bit more. Those people are generally the uber competitive ones. So once you get them started, that's a dangerous ball to get rolling because they will get going. <laughs> so if you are having troubles with sleeping, with anxiety, depression, um, lack of energy, all of those things, it's really important that you jump on this bandwagon and find some form of physical activity that you enjoy or that you are willing to do. That's the biggest thing, guys. It, it, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be pretty. What, what you need to do is just get moving. And that doesn't mean going to a gym for hours on end. If it does, great. If that's what you love to do, 100% do it. Um, but the reality is movement is essential in life. We, we are made to move. Our bodies are made, these beautiful instruments made to move. And without that movement, it, it's crazy how fast you, you start to deteriorate, right? So, so all I'm trying to say today is move more, move often, love it while you do it. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you got something out of it and enjoyed it as much as we did. If you liked it, share it with a friend, a family member, a loved one, or someone that you feel could benefit from this information. Have a great day, guys. Take care.